Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. I am Michael J. Sutton. This is episode 17 of Freedom from Fear. What is the Christian's greatest danger? What is the Christian's greatest danger? It seems to me that the greatest danger to the Christian is not the extreme, but the ordinary. Since Christian fascists run the churches in the West, they're always out to get someone. It's typical church behaviour. It's why these hypocrites are so popular. When you are being persecuted simply for believing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, extremes soon disappear. If you are following Jesus, then what does not matter no longer matters. Once I travelled around Japan with a full set of luggage, these bags were too heavy because I brought too much. Soon, each day, I lightened my load shirt by shirt, belonging by belonging, until after a week I had very little left, only what I needed. My journey thereafter was sweet and eventful and productive, and I did not remember what I had left behind. If you are following Jesus, then what does not matter no longer matters. Jesus was tempted by the devil not during his confrontations with the Pharisees, nor even at Gethsemane, but when he was hungry. This ordinary moment in his life was the time when Satan sought to bring him down. Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 to 4 records that Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting forty days and forty nights he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. It was at his moment of human weakness that Jesus was tempted. Jesus makes a similar point in one of his sermons when he talks about money. Money is a thing and we need it because it's the currency for buying and selling of commodities. But it can also become a burden to us. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 verses 19 to 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Paul says much the same thing in Philippians. It is the desire to wrap your spirituality in some package for all to see, which is at the heart of the danger for anyone seeking to follow Jesus. Something external, something mundane, becomes central and the way to distinguish life from death. It is the sin of the everyday. In the first century there were many rituals that signified a kind of lifestyle and value system for faith. One of these, for men, was circumcision, which was the cutting of the foreskin of the penis. This was not exceptional. Everyone had it done in the Jewish nation. It was to identify with the nation of Israel. It was a nod to the traditions, the customs all Jews observed. Every male Jew and proselyte was circumcised. It was religious, it was national, it was the custom. It was everyday and mundane. Paul opposed it. 
even though he was circumcised himself, he saw no reason why anyone believing in Christ needed to be circumcised. It didn't matter how common it was, how ordinary it was, Paul saw in the attitude of those insisting upon it a kind of thinking about God and themselves that was quite repulsive. It was the work of man, not the work of God. It was the insistence that something man did made a person right with God. It was the idea that all that mattered was someone ordinary that everyone something ordinary that everyone had, which meant no one needed to grow in relation to God. Paul writes in Philippians chapter three verses one to six. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh. Though I have reasons for such confidence, if someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, regarding the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. Do we open the door to the kingdom of God, or does God? What these men in the circumcision group were saying was that all that mattered was your circumcision, and you were right with God. You were now a citizen of God's kingdom. You were right with God, and all was right with you. It was easily done. With one flick of the knife, you could enjoy all the privileges of being a member of the nation of Israel. All then you needed to do was sit back and enjoy your new relationship with God because you had changed your citizenship from a foreigner to a man that God accepted. It is how the church works as well and has for centuries, except it has to do with the ritual of baptism. For centuries, Christian fascists taught that baptism ushered you into the kingdom of God. The sprinkling of water by the priest regenerated your soul. The blessing of the priest made you right with God, even if you had absolutely no faith whatsoever. There are shadows of this in the gay and transgender debate in the church as well. The argument is all you need to do is be heterosexual, and all is well. If you give up your gayness or your transgenderness, if there is such a thing, God will accept you. That's what they say. All you need to do is accept, for example, Christians should not drink alcohol or get divorced or embrace feminism or vote for the wrong party. That's what they say. Are these guys dogs or just brothers with a different view? I'm sorry, they're dogs. Paul is condemning this attitude because it's the celebration of what we do rather than what God has done. Paul is severe in his criticism, and so should we. He calls these people dogs, a harsh criticism even in our day, to emphasize that they are separate from the life of God. They celebrate what he calls the flesh, the religious cravings of people, the desire to make us right with God by our own effort, the efforts to lift ourselves to heaven by doing something ordinary and mundane, a flick of the knife or in baptism, a sprinkle of the water. For Christian fascists, it's also about ethnic identity. If you're white, for example, then you're right with God. These rituals deaden our life with God. Confidence in these rituals 
dead in faith and dead in our, our life with God. Nothing that we can do in our lives can change our relationship with God. These rituals mean nothing as far as God's concerned. Even in circumcision for the Jews, it did not confer upon Jews a new status. It signified their identity. It was a ritual to confirm, not create. It was a ritual to confirm their pre-existing membership to the nation of Israel, as one was and still is born a Jew into the Jewish nation. It wasn't a ritual to initiate a change in identity, but to confirm their identity, which they already had by virtue of being born into the house of David or the, the, um, the line of David or in the, the line of Abraham. Paul was adamant that even though he was the Jew of Jews, he refused to place any confidence in the flesh in his human efforts to make himself right with God. Instead, and he boldly claims this for both Jews and non-Jews who believed in Christ, for it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh. In other words, those who are set apart are not set apart by the works of a person, with a flick of the knife or a sprinkling of water in baptism, but by the work of God, his Spirit, in our hearts. The real work is done by God, not us. The reason for our confidence is not ourselves, but the work of another, the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we are to rejoice. We all serve God by his Spirit, no matter our earthly nation or ethnicity, for our boast is in God. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to find out more about Freedom Matters Today, please go to our website at freedommatterstoday.com. You can subscribe to our daily blog there on the website. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom From Fear.